0: but together we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian.
1: everybody, Mike Heck here from MMAFighting.com and some big news to start off your Tuesday. It is now officially official. Kayla Harrison, one of the biggest free agents in the sport of mixed martial arts, is a free agent no more. She has signed a multi-year extension with the PFL. PFL has to be relieved. I'm sure Kayla Harrison is relieved that this is now a done deal. Five months after winning another lightweight title and another million dollars, she's going to go for another one in this 2022 season. So credit to Ariel Hawani. He has been all over this from the beginning. He reported last week that Harrison returning to the PFL was all but done, expected to be made official rather quickly. And that is what has happened officially on this Tuesday morning. This has been quite the road. For Kayla Harrison, drawing interest from anybody and everybody to nobody's surprise, getting offers from the UFC, getting offers from Bellator, the PFL. Then it looks like her return to the PFL is imminent along this road. Then some roadblocks. And then Bellator becomes a major player in this conversation. UFC was pretty much out of it by all accounts, down the stretch. Bellator offered her a big contract. PFL matches it. And here we are. So let us react to this right now. And I am not alone on this, as you can see. I'm being joined by a couple of my colleagues. we got Alexander K. Lee. we got Mr. Jed K. Mashu, A.K., I'll, I will begin with you, my best friend. When this all began, this free agency talk, which pretty much started during the, this last season for the PFL. The whole season, it was all about... Where's she going to go after this? This pro, this has to be here last season of the PFL, right? And everyone kind of let their imaginations run wild. Kayla in the UFC versus Amanda Nunes. Kayla in Bellator versus Chris Cyborg. The bigger names are in the other promotions. The chance to cement her legacy to build her resume with Hall of Fame talent was in other promotions outside of the PFL. But also, she had to make the best decision for herself, for her family, for her bank account. She is a mom now. Are you surprised that this is how the free agency road ended from where it began?
2: No, no, not surprised. Not surprised. I think I, I think a lot of us uh, once as I mean as soon as we knew her free agency was coming up, I feel like we were discussing this even you know before the season was over, talking about what would be next for her and oh and you know matchups with Cyborg, matchups with Amanda Nunes and whoever. Uh, but we also I think every time we kind of speculated about that and you know kind of played fantasy matchmaker for her, there was always like a but. There was always a but if she wants to you know continue to to find success and and make money pfl will always be her best option there's just that that one million dollars waiting for her uh assuming she wins which i mean again going to every season however many more um you know we, we know it's a multi-year extension however many more pfl seasons she participates in she will be the massive favorite going in unless they they manage to bring in a cyborg or they somehow bring in amanda nunez otherwise it's pretty much four fights and another million dollars uh, for kayla harrison and 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 you know that's 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 great for her, but uh, you know she was kind of talking about it in the MMA hour. Even even herself, she's kind of one. She kind of grew frustrated with the free agent process, which was very exciting at first, and then she you know as it dragged on, she was just kind of want to get it over with. And two, without saying, without like explicitly saying it, she was kind of suggesting like, man, how much you know, what's it going to take for me to really cement my legacy and sort of can it happen in the PFL? These are my words. These are my words. I just say, can it happen in the PFL? Uh, so, definitely not a surprise though that, that that she ended up coming back. They had they had the rights to match. Why wouldn't they want to bring her back? Uh, it'd, it'd be crazy. She's their biggest star, um, and so now uh, now we'll see we'll see what she can do. But uh, I I think this was always a likely outcome, despite uh, the fact that we knew there was interest from from Bellator and from the UFC, and it's all been out there in the public. Um, but uh, PFL is her home, and uh, we should we have to get used to it.
1: Chad, you and I have been talking about this for a bit on multiple shows. We both thought a return to, to the PFL was probably what was going to happen. In fact, we both felt that this was probably the best move for her overall in terms of just making that bag, as you like to say, in terms of making that money, set herself up for the future, still be a major name in the sport, still be a star, but... You don't have to take on like the stiffest of competitions. You can just keep that O and just keep <laughs> banking that Millie. So now that it's a done deal, do you feel the same? What is your reaction to this now that it's official?
3: Oh, man, I got a lot of thoughts. Um, And I don't – they're kind of pulling me in a lot of different directions because you're right. We've talked about this a lot. This is what I expected, but it's also not what I expected, right? Because we talked about it. I thought she was coming back for one year. You know, get that bag uh she's still young only 31 she can get a little bit more time to uh develop a little bit more uh pfl did just bring in julia budd that's been kind of the the hallmark i've been attached to is that that is a a big legacy fight for her julia Budd at 145 so there's that fight there for her but beyond that there's not much but she can fight julia budd get that millie keep Keep stacking that paper, baby. Best job in sports is to be the PFL women's lightweight champion, as far as I'm concerned. But this is a multi-year deal, uh, apparently. Uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but that is that that's what I uh, what I'm seeing from MMAfighting.com, the best website in the whole entire world. <laughs> so that is very shocking to me um, because that makes it interesting. It, you know, even if that's two years as opposed to one that's less time for her to potentially get a Chris Cyborg fight. Um, You know, Kayla probably has a long career or at least several more years ahead of her, but Chris Cyborg been in the game for a long time. Not sure how long she wants to stay around, and that's obviously the big hallmark fight for her outside of coming to the UFC. So the multi-year deal aspect of it is really interesting to me, and frankly, it makes me think that PFL is going to get Chris Cyborg cuz I uh, I believe Ariel was talking about it yesterday on on the MMA hour. Cyborg has either one fighter, or she's pretty close to the end of her Bellator contract at which point what is there for for Cyborg and Bellator either, you know? Like this this is the fight that's supposed to happen and so if if PFL has resigned Kayla for however much money it is, I'm starting this makes me think that they, they know something, that they, they are going to end up either making a really strong push for Cyborg when she comes up as a free agent again, or they're going to be willing to co-promote with Bellator. Either way, the big loser today is Scott Coker and Bellator MMA, because they had a chance and they fumbled the bag, man. They fumbled it so, so hard.
1: Excuse me, that's an interesting point. And so, so let me ask you this, AK. Outside of the PFL and Kayla herself, I feel like this decision impacts not really the UFC in my opinion because I thought they were like kind of in play. They thought maybe we could do what the UFC typically does. We'll offer what many would feel is a nice contract. We'll give her the chance to get these big fights, maybe get some pay-per-view and have the opportunity, kind of like the WWE used to do in the, in the 90s. We're not going to give you these big contracts. We're going to give you the opportunity to make a lot of money. And I think the UFC was kind of hoping their brands could get her, but I I didn't, I never really thought they were a major player in this entire thing, but Bellator, man, I feel like this is a major blow for them because Kayla was the golden goose. They can sign all these great prospects. They could get some of these former UFC fighters, maybe even a former champion or two over to their organization. But Kayla was their golden goose. This could have been a major addition for them. Their offer was a damn good one from from all accounts, but in the end, they probably should have blank checked this thing, AK, so that the PFL had little chance to match. I know contractually PFL can match any offer, but I thought Bellator should just been like, see this? See this piece of paper? Fill in any dollar amount and you can have it. And I feel like Bellator, like Scott Coker, I felt like they really needed to get this done. They didn't. How big is this for Bellator not being able to get Kayla over AK?
2: Yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, like, you know, I me, mean, I'm pretty conservative with these things. So I'd be like, oh, you know, like Kayla Harrison is the biggest star in the PFL. Uh, I still, I still wonder, like, where she is. You know, when we refer to when we refer to like the grander scheme of like sports fame. Um, yes, she had the Olympic fame. Yes, of course, she is a two-time champion in in a prominent MMA league. But like, you know, does she pass Jed's mom test? You know, does do does do most people know who Kayla Harrison is? Not yet. However, however, uh, to go with your point, Mike, the the, the blank check idea even if let's say you know in the long run um it, it turns it kind of like either doesn't turn out to be profitable or uh or even or even a cost of money just because they let's say the blank let's hear blank check demand is just exorbitant and then they follow they follow through with it and then they managed to get her over there is still sort of like a lost leader type thing where like this just making that kind of splashy signing and showing that and you know with everyone knowing that PFL had the right to match and if you still manage to get her then suddenly you you are you are once again uh, sort of um creating this burst of relevance for Bellator um because Bellator again it, it is widely recognized as the number two uh you know uh, MMA promotion in North America but PFL has definitely been nipping at its heels and and in many ways has done a great job of marketing itself as the number two promotion uh to the point that you know that that, is, that it is even a discussion I mean there was a time when it was clearly UFC way up there Bellator here and then everybody else way below now PFL and Bellator are pretty close so for Bellator to have been able to if they had been able to take Kayla again regardless of of how much like we can sort of calculate the dollar amount that she would generate for them like how much revenue she would directly generate the buzz is really something you can't put a price tag on um and then and just had to sit, being able to say we were the ones that made harrison versus chris cyborg because you're right now if that happens in pfl instead that's a big hit i mean uh you you, you can uh, m- maybe it can happen another promotion later but like to be the first one to put that fight together, that's that is right now the biggest fight in in uh, a women's MMA you can make, and I think one of the biggest fights in MMA period that you can make, uh, and you wanted to have that under your umbrella. Now, now the league gets to steal that thunder. That's uh, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for belter and, and for Scott Coker, who, like you said, I'm sure did their best, but maybe could have gone just an extra mile uh, and risked it all to uh, to get that splashy signing.
1: Guess their best wasn't Dude. good enough. Jed, <laughs> Dude, this is, how, how much does this impact Bellator? Because like you said, Dude. there's a very good chance, not only do they not get Kayla, but they probably lost Chris Cyborg too. Like one more yeah. fight, it's going to be really tough to re-sign her unless you play her way more than you were expecting to. There's a very good chance that Chris Cyborg's like, all right, I'll fight Sinead Kavanaugh one more time, beat her in two minutes, and then I'm off to the PFL to make a lot of money and, and fight. Kayla Harrison potentially in a super fight and and PFL could build this up over time too. Like they don't have to just get right into it. They could give Cyborg a one forty-five stable to to sort of fight and maybe run through Kayla does it at 55. And then at the end of the season, you have this one major event and then you do the big super fight at the end of the season. So how bad is this for Bellator?
3: I think this is, this is their promotion. Like this, maybe this is chicken little of me, but I thought Bellator's had a really bad, Past two years, pandemic has not been kind to them, um, certainly. And you know, to, to AK's point, PFL has made great strides over the past couple of years, uh, gaining notoriety and moving up. And I think that I would go out on a limb and say that this probably is the turning point moment for for both promotions, like as far as how they matter in this landscape. Because, like like I said earlier, and like we're kind of now I think everybody's going to come or, come around very quickly to, I would be pretty shocked if Chris Cyborg came back to, to Bellator one, like she's already rerunning Sinead C- like Kavanaugh. That's is that. That is that a fight that she cares about at all? No, it's not. And, cyborg is near the end of her career she has spoken a lot about legacy even when she is not speaking directly about legacy the way she talks and presents herself it's clear that her legacy is like the most important thing to her bar none in her career and bellator cannot offer her anything if they're rerunning sinead cavanaugh of uh, three months after the fact or whatever whereas kayla harrison obviously presents something cyborg loves picking up belts you know she already got four of them she'd love to go add a fifth i would be really shocked if she doesn't come back and so not only did scott coker miss the chance to get a, a bona fide star whether she passes the mom test or not and i agree with AK, i don't think she does quite yet but kayla harrison has the trappings of of greatness and stardom they missed out on that and they're going to lose one of if not their biggest stars that that they have it is. This is cataclysmic for them, and honestly, the like one of the first things I thought when I saw the multi-year deal is the NFL and and the LA Rams because yeah, Scott Coker was going to have to hemorrhage a lot to get her. Probably, I'm sure he, they obviously made an effort and a really good one, but do more. Do you think that anyone in the L.A. Rams organization cares that they don't have a first-round draft pick for the next 17 years because they spent them all to get Matt Stafford and Von Miller and everybody? No, they won a Super Bowl. Like, you collect stuff to pay it forward and get the thing that's going to push you to the top, to that next level. This was it. They had all of their, their leverage. Their ability was to negotiate for Kayla Harrison because that is the thing that can take you to a next level of prominence and they fumbled it. Like I honestly, this is, I don't think we can overstate how really bad this is for Bellator because to me, it seems awful.
1: I agree. I, I feel like, and this is something we talked about on BTL multiple times, Jed, like Bellator has to get this done. They have to do it no matter what it costs them, no matter what it need what needs to happen. They had to do this. They had to sign her. This meant way more to them than, than maybe even the PFL, if we're being honest. I mean, PFL Absolutely. would have been catastrophic if they let her go. would have been a big deal. But, man, not being able to get her when you were so much in play is, is is a very big deal. And you probably saw on social media, everybody, Ali Abdulaziz Kayla's manager. She's doing the media rounds. She's texting quotes to his favorite reporters. She's now the highest-paid female fighter in the history of the sport, this new deal. and yeah, good for her. You know, yeah, I mean it's probably true at this point if we're being honest if we're looking hey, at dollars, well, it's, uh, it's 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 up there.
3: I'm I would assume that she is the highest paid for a blank check, but Ronda Rousey in pay-per-view points for the UFC is certainly making made more money than than Kayla Harrison. I would be stunned if if Ronda's pay-per-view points didn't drag, didn't put her pretty pretty comfortably beyond Kayla.
1: AK, it's hard to put yourself in the shoes of a man like Dana White. But how is he reacting to this news? Is he just like, ha, 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 or is he just like, eh? I don't care. Are you Are you asking me to do my, my world famous now? Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, just give me a second. Yeah. For, first Ooh. off, before you get in, yeah, start Ooh. off start off your, Daner impression, your uh, Daner, Dana Field impression. You're Rodney Dana Danafield. Rodney uh, Danafield. Yeah. With what's in this poll you put in there, uh-huh. I'm sure uh-huh. there is one. Yeah. I did. So.
2: Then go ahead. First <laughs> of all, we do have a poll going, guys. Make sure to vote in the poll. <laughs> what do you think of Kayla Harrison resigning with the PFL? Uh three options. Woo, uh, meh and and boo. And uh Boo took it was a huge early lead. Uh meh has now taken the lead 51%. But uh very little woo. Woo is at 12%. So 51% meh, 37% boo. Not great uh, early returns on this news from uh from the educated and may fighting uh viewers. But uh oh okay, sorry, my Dana White, yeah. Uh, uh Kayla, listen. Uh, Kayla Harrison's uh, she's great. She, she didn't want to fight the best. She didn't want to fight the best. Uh, you know, uh, I thought I thought she wanted respect, but I guess uh, she no respect. She doesn't care. No respect. No respect. Uh, she doesn't care about fighting the best. Uh, you know, uh, if she ever changes her mind and she can out that contract, you know, we'll t- we'll take another look at her. But uh, right now, uh, good for her. She's choosing to fight uh, lower level competition. And uh, you know, congratulations on her getting that deal.
1: Jed, you be Dana White. You don't have to like make a, do a voice. <laughs> no, do or it, No, but, do it, do it. <laughs> but you know, like you know, someone's gonna ask him. Like you, next press conference, he sits down, and does. Hey, uh, oh, dude, you know, this is <laughs> an easy <laughs> answer. What's he gonna say? Go ahead.
3: Yeah, they're paying way too much for her. Like their companies can go out of business. Uh, you just that's just not how to to successfully promote. I've been doing this for twenty five years. Um, We're doing pretty well, so I think you guys should just assume that when I'm doing something, it's smart, and everybody else is stupid. Um, And honestly, I actually think he's not wrong um, in in some ways. I think the UFC makes so much damn money that they could have paid Kayla and it still would have worked out for them and been pretty beneficial probably. They also definitely don't need her and can get her in a couple of years when this contract is over and she is even even higher. She has even advanced her star to even greater heights. Um, because really the, the thing about Kayla Harrison, aside from the net, like what she has is latent star ability. You still have to give her a dance partner that matters. And Chris Cyborg is one of those, but the UFC is never going to work with Chris Cyborg again. Cause Chris Cyborg is never going to work with them again. And so then you have the Amanda Nunes storyline, but Nunes is that, that lost a lot of shine with the Pena loss and Nunes is going to have to rematch Pena and we'll see how that goes. So, there's no, There was no need for them to make a strong play here. And I, anyone who's watched any of our programming knows about my general thoughts on the UFC and their promotion and, and how they treat and pay fighters. I actually think that their argument towards Kayla Harrison is maybe more true than it is towards any other fighter just in the world. Where, if I was a professional fighter of means and talent, there's not a, I just wouldn't sign with the UFC because they do not treat fighters very well. And anecdotally and just mathematically, that is very obvious. Um, But if I'm Kayla Harrison, the UFC does provide the one thing that no one else can, which is a platform to become a global superstar because she is gonna be, she is a star and she is gonna be a star in the PFL and she would be a star in Bellator or one or anywhere she went. But she is not going to become a mom test household name fighter unless she is in the UFC. That's just sort of how the game works. And so there is a real argument to them saying, hey, we're not gonna pay you the same flat rate that these other places are but we can. this is what we'll do and we can give you a kick on the pay-per-view and you can be as big a star as you can be over here and then parlay that into anything else you want to do a la Ronda Rousey and and some of the biggest names in the sport. That's her ceiling. But I also totally get just take, take the bird in the hand instead of the two in the bush, take the million dollars a year and keep building yourself in the PFL. And back to Dana White, this is also probably a win for him because like, Bellator is Bellator, and technically the number two, but PFL also airs on ESPN, which to some extent probably is good for Dana, that the the other people that work with his television provider, who are obviously less important than the UFC, got the better person. Feels like he has more leverage over that relationship than he would over Viacom and Bellator in any regard, so... Maybe that doesn't come into play, but this seems like all upside for the UFC, frankly.
1: I agree. I agree. Cause when Kayla fights, it's gonna be a very big deal. And guess what? The programming, guess what? All the banners, all the things on the bottom of the screen, the lower thirds, UFC 275 coming up yes. this Saturday. Like exactly. you could use that to promote your own brand. It's man, this is this is wild. So good, good on Kayla. Congratulations to her. I'm sure she's Feels like Be twenty pounds later right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and there you go. And if you're Bellator, man, go ahead.
3: I just want to say I love that Kayla Harrison is keeping alive the strong tradition of World Series of Fighter um, champions. Who Justin Gaethje spent years just beating the tar out of people for an obscene amount of money, and nobody could, ev- nobody was ever going to get close to beating him. And it was just a great job. It was just an incredible <laughs> job that he had. And Kayla Harrison is keeping that proud tradition alive. It may no longer be the World Series of Fighting, but she is keeping that alive, and I respect it.
1: Now, if the PFL can fix their Challenger Series stuff so that everybody can watch it for free or for a a very low price point, and they can fix the pacing of not just the Challenger Series, but all of their cards in general, along with this Kayla signing, if they can get Chris Cyborg they're playing uh they're playing with gasoline and this fire of, of promotion are they not i mean this is this is a very big thing but they gotta mm-hmm. fix this they gotta fix this pacing they gotta they gotta make it watchable because it's bad like that pacing is just it's bad the, the challenger series pacing is is just as awful it's just bad they gotta fix that quickly
3: you know what could make it more watchable mike the damage <laughs> bar Get that damage bar. Let's yeah. go.
2: Let People know we don't have enough graphics. That's the one they're missing. Like no, they're not going to get way. rid
3: of all the other graphics for oh, just
2: the damage. That's the life bar. <laughs>
3: Streamline it. Look, I'm telling you, uh, I don't who is it still um, Ray F.O. Is he still in charge of them?
1: He's there. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Give me a call. Let's talk. I have thoughts. I got ideas. <laughs> we can fix this and take you to the moon.
2: People Google uh, Missed Fist's uh, Power Bar or Life Bar and watched, read an article that Jed and I did. There was a promotion that did, uh, and it was chronicled by the great, of course, Gravaca Hitman and other people on uh, Twitter. Uh, there was a promotion that introduced Life Bars. It was very bizarre. Um, <laughs> they kind of, It's just like a guy... C- it really served no purpose. I think they were trying to like give a, a purpose. I mean, you're. I'm sorry. I poor phrasing on my part, Jed. It certainly served a purpose. uh What that purpose was for me, I think, was difficult to figure out, Jed. I know. I think you were more into it maybe than I was. was but great. uh again, look up Miss Fists or just MMA Power Bar Life Bar. Uh, you'll find our article. Don't
3: do Power Bar. You're not going to get anywhere you'll, with Power. You'll Bar. you'll
2: find a lot of Mark Andre uh, Baguio articles if you do MMA Power Bar. Uh, but uh, I think I think we did life. I think we I think we used both phrases. So look up that article, guys, on com uh, MMAfighting.com Fist, and uh, check out the weirdness that it was and see if you want that in the PFL.
1: The PFL is the opportunity to to have a lot of fun here now that Kayla's here. And even if they don't get Cyborg, do you, they could have even more fun for being. You
3: honest. think they're going to, or are they just going to keep doing stupid? tournaments for her
1: they're gonna keep doing tournaments cyborg will get her own tournament they they will make us wait for this fight like if they get cyborg they will make us wait for this fight and take the risk and we'll we'll surely talk about it on btl that they haven't done it right away and yeah it's we'll see and it's gonna be a seven hour show the first time she fights on it so did did you guys see the the pay-per-view thing
2: the pay-per-view um i didn't see this comment there is a uh in the release uh they are launching a a pay-per-view super fight division uh which i assume would mean to accommodate should they should they get cyborg to not have to tie it to a tournament you know not to tie to any of their scheduled events and they could actually just do a pay-per-view now again i agree a a lot of the comments on twitter of course yes a lot of social media head shaking (laughs) questioning why would why would people are used to getting pfl on espn pay for even a fight like cyborg versus kayla maybe you know i i I don't think you're getting more than i don't think the the brand is just not strong enough um uh, and again like i said before harrison is not a household name yet uh so i don't know about that but again it looks like they are already kind of setting themselves up for the possibility of bringing cyborg and creating a new platform for her and uh kayla to fight on so uh you You don't need a new platform you have a platform i don't know man i'm just gonna make some money
1: that's a bad idea uh and if it's any more than like 12.99 it's an awful idea awful no it's
3: all categorically stupid (laughs) like you you don't have other pay-per-views to sell you have a one-off so instead of trying to make a small bag for this one good thing you have, use this one good thing to build a brand identity for a free thing that you offer weekly, What on the moon of all things. People are so bad at this. I don't <laughs> understand it.
1: Uh, well, we could talk about PFL's potential pay-per-view model and and many other things but in the end That's kayla it. harrison has I'm made her decision she is staying with the pfl for the foreseeable future multi-year deal we don't know how many years that that actually means but the fact that it's more than one is is very interesting and could this lead to other big signings could this lead to a potential chris cyborg heading over to the pfl deal we will see and if that happens we will respond to it and we'll react to it like probably we're doing right now so
2: 54 percent may 54% meh reaction to the signing, 32% boo, 13% woo. 13% woo. So there
1: maybe, you go.
3: Maybe,
2: maybe don't do that pay- pay-per-view. Uh, PFL, maybe.
3: <laughs> woo? 13% is more than
1: I would have felt. <laughs> we they, uh, they,
2: they
3: are kicking their coverage. Good
1: for them, woo. <laughs> <laughs> big day for the PFL. Big day for the PFL. So A lot of we're done.
3: Julia Bud fans. Yes. In our chat right now.
1: All right. So we're done that is we gave this 27 minutes i didn't think that was even possible but we have done it and uh that's it so for jed for ak i am mike hack thank you for watching kayla harrison sticking around with the pfl for at least two more seasons and we'll see what else that could mean so have a great rest of the day everybody thanks for watching see you later
2: Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C L A U D E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.
0: Support for this podcast came from SaaS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters.